Leo. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the podcast, Do You Reckon We Can Meet Leo? The podcast in which we attempt to meet the legendary actor himself, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right, Lizzie, and we talk everything and anything about Leo, devise schemes to meet him, and hopefully entertain you all with our show. So profoundly true. I'm Lizzie Heath, and as always, I'm joined by my star-crossed lover, (gasps) Sam Arthur. (laughs) Sam, how art thou? I doth protest (laughs) that I... Me, I'm of a good virtue, and I speak only that I, I, a house upon your plague, a plague upon your house, a plague upon your, a house upon your plague. Um, guys, that was a little bit of Shakespeare, if you didn't <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah, I think. And that's because this week we get into a really interesting film with a really interesting special guest. Yes. Zachary Smith-Michaels comes onto the show and we talk about... Or do we do we want to save it, even though I've basically <laughs> given it away? We'll save it. You, you guys figure it out. Okay. Yeah. But guys, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for Reckon We Can Meet Leo. Or if you want to send us an email, send it to do you reckon we can meet Leo at gmail.com. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed filming it. Or recording it. We film record stuff. We film record. We film record. All right, guys, enjoy this episode of Do You Reckon We Can Meet Leo? Bye. Bye. Leo. Leo. Yeah. All right. Do you reckon we can meet Leonardo? Yes. Guys, if you were just listening to the the first part of this episode, you might be thinking, who's that? Who's that dulcet tone I hear? Who's that amazing angel singing? Well, it's not Lizzie Heath, who is part of this podcast. podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not myself, Sam Arthur, who is also part of the Do You Reckon We Can Meet Leo podcast. But maybe it's our special guest this week on the episode. Guys, please welcome back Zachary Smith-Michaels. What yes. is? Hey, Zach. It's hey. really me. Yeah. It is you. Live from New... I think we already did last New week. New York City. <laughs> I- I'm in Pennsylvania today, but... Oh, live from God. Pennsylvania. <laughs> you <laughs> really threw us a curveball in the first minute of this podcast. <laughs> uh, nice. Oh, boy. Yeah. I- it's an honor to be... To be here with two of my favorite podcast hosts. Oh, thank period. you so much. Stop it. I, I think when the show started, <laughs> I I messaged Lizzie and I was just like, you two are hilarious. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank, uh, you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Zach, how have, you, <laughs> how, how have you been since the last time we caught up? Because we actually had you on quite a few episodes ago where we went through Gangs in New York. Yes. It was a great app. And look, what have you been up to since then? Have you just been chomping at the bit to get back on our podcast and review some more Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> movies? Don't laugh. I have. No, I, I have. Every time I... I uh... Well, I, I follow. So every now and then I'll see you talk about some movie and I'm like, can't do that one. Can't do that one. <laughs> so I was like, hopefully, because I don't want to like ask to come back on the show because I don't want to appear needy. So, Please, uh, you, you can know, always you be, ask. You don't want to be the guy who asks to be a guest again. So oh. I, I've just been waiting. Like, hopefully they they like call me back before like. I don't know, they run out of everything and I'm stuck with, like, Critters 3. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, do you have time, like, in yeah. a couple of months Next to, week. to review Critters 3? <laughs> when, that... when you get there, I'll still be here. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Critters 3? 
No, neither. <laughs> like, like not, but I've I'm, heard. I am thinking it is, there's look, there's quite a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio movies I haven't seen. I can't speak for yourself. Yeah, and there's you could try. Uh, well, I will. Um, <laughs> as the man of this podcast, <laughs> and I'm a feminist, Whoa. and and <laughs> you're like as the designated feminist of the podcast. As the feminist Sam. of the podcast. <laughs> but, but we, we, you're right, we are going to get to that point where we've sort of scraped the barrel of Leo movies and it is going to get to, like, Critters 3 time. I feel like that should be the finale episode, like, where we review <laughs> We've it. We've met him, <laughs> and then we review Critters yeah, yeah, yeah. 3. <laughs> That'll be the epilogue yeah. to what a journey this has been. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm sure I'm sure you probably run into a lot of people who want to do the same episodes, because I was thinking about this, and I think for people who are more casual movie fans, like, Leo is probably in their favorite movie. You know, like, yeah. you think Django Unchained, Titanic, Romeo plus Juliet. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. you need to stop laughing when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because his movies, I think, are so popular, like, most people, like, are like, I love this movie, I want to talk about it. So, I'm, I'm glad I was able to get... Uh, to get one of the the more interesting ones to, to talk about for sure. Yeah, well, how about, <laughs> how about as a deal, we'll save another one for you. Like, we'll. And the yeah. other thing is, we're not just limiting limiting ourselves to Leonardo DiCaprio films. Like yeah, Toby McGuire. Gonna... Like this has yeah. almost been a Toby McGuire podcast. The yeah. amount of times he's popped up. Like, and the amount of oh, yeah. people who have also been in the same auditions as Leo. So like Christopher. Um, Christian Bale and um, Matt, who else? Da- Matt, Damon Matt Damon always goes there. for the same roles. Yeah. Like I mean, Ewan McGregor as well. So if you want to re- review those mm. as if Leo was going to be in that movie. Yeah. Well, because, well, well my, my favorite is that he, Leo auditioned for Attack of the Clones or was like in talks to play Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. there we go. We'll watch all wow. three prequel movies. <laughs> that's <laughs> done. <be> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's more my wheelhouse. It's just Star Wars. So. <laughs> Have you got nine hours to commit to that bad boy episode? Because I do. I do. Nice. <laughs> gladly. Do you remember? I literally just remembered the other day. Do you remember that rap that was like, Uncle Owen, I know I'm on probation. I clean those doors. Can I go to the Hutcher station? I got away from the power converter. But now you're treating me like a scruffy nerd birder. Yes, Duke. Use the force and run. Run to Dagobah. Run to Dagobah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember, but I think you should keep going. And maybe <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm Yoda. <laughs> I'm a soldier. You won't believe your eyes when the x-rays rise. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Lizzie, for that song. Thank you, Lizzie. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's God's work I do. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I, I've probably seen all the prequel movies once. Like, Ooh. oh, I don't know if I've upset anyone there, but... I am. Um, we I, have to go. Yeah, sorry, MD. <laughs> but um, not only have I, not only am I trying to piece together the plot of the movies, and then you sing that rap, and I'm just you like, you get it. I'm, yeah, absolutely. It. All yeah. I heard was power converter or something, or power station, yeah. power fryer. Yeah, and then there was like, yeah. you you killed my father. You tell me you killed him. Then there's something I must reveal. Then I'm. Your father, I'm your father, I'm your father, I'm your father. Wow. Mm. Um, now, my favourite Star Wars uh, comedy parody song would have to be Weird Al Yankovic's, you know, The Saga Begins. Yes. Only because yeah. my, my favourite fact is that um, Don McLean singing live will sometimes mix up his own lyrics with the Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> version. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> which 
he's just see this poignant song and then right at the end he goes soon i'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. a jedi oh shit start again guys we'll go from the top take it again <laughs> yeah uh fun fact though i was at the theater a while ago seeing uh prince of egypt uh which leo dicaprio not in that movie oh i was about to say like he auditioned for it we were like that's our favorite movie at the moment like we've been singing this soundtrack (laughs) for it ray fines played leo who was playing (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure leo probably watched uh prince of egypt ray fines when he was getting ready to play calvin candy in Django. so i (laughs) made that up and Yeah, let's sense. see if it sticks. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm there and at like our theaters, they have like the people like have a name tag and their favorite movie underneath. So this guy just writes Star Wars. And I was like, well, there's like, you know, 10 or 11 Star Wars movies now. And I go, well, which one's your favorite? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. I just really like the prequels. I was like, well, we're done here. <laughs> was it, how old was this guy? Like. Was he was he... like he was young, like right, uh, seventeen, eighteen. So that seems I, mean, to... I get it, but yeah, it's, it maturity. seems to be like whatever people grew up with. But even not, like I mean, you know, I know, I know, like the four, five, six, uh, the OG, like the best, yeah, and then, yeah. But yeah, like the it's, it's it's just I find it fascinating. Like you, if people, <laughs> are we getting into philosophy here, or not even like political <laughs> stuff? But you yeah. have you have thoughts, and you're like. Oh, I'm with I'm with like-minded people, and then you talk to some right. of them, and you're like, "We are not like-minded at all. We <laughs> have all. very varying views." And that's why I'm scared of today's episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest segue ever. <laughs> and Lizzie, what is today's episode? Zach hinted at it before, but yes. officially, what movie are we going to be looking at today? We are going to be reviewing Baz Luhrmann's <sighs> very own version. Adaptation of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, shit. I thought it was strictly boring. <laughs> I watched the wrong movie. We could definitely watch that. I do love that film. Again, I haven't seen it, but I'll, also, I'm keen for it. Me neither. Fun fact, I asked my boss yesterday, do you have any connections to Leo? Because, you know, I'm drawing straws now. I literally asked my boss in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> We were meant to be like going through her diary and I was like, by the way, do you have any connections to Leonardo DiCaprio? And she's like, did you know that um, Baz Luhrmann's mother is a dance teacher and owns a dance school in Manly, which is where she is a council member of. And for before her wedding, she wanted to get dance lessons. So she went to this studio and didn't know that it was Baz's mum. And she was like looking around at all these pictures and she was like, wait. Who is that your son? And so she got six dance lessons from Baz Luhrmann's mother. Would I wow. wonder if Mrs. Baz Luhrmann, like Baz Luhrmann's mother, <laughs> yeah, has, Mrs. Baz, Baz Luhrmann's, like Baz had, Luhrmann like, Senior, yeah, yeah, like well, so, like if I'm going for dance lessons with you know a Mrs. Luhrmann, and then like yeah. I'm like, is this Australian? It's like, oh, that's my son Baz. It's like, huh, that's. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> but that's, that's apparently where all of the plot of Strictly Ballroom comes from. It was oh, from wow. their dance studio because they were all really mm. like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fine. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You, you write like what you know. Yeah. yeah. And her wedding, where she had the reception, was actually where they filmed The Great Gatsby. Oh, in that wow. Yeah. Um, oh. ICMS. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My, um, <laughs> there we go. My, yeah. My mate went to the school at ICMS and, like, 
Really? Yeah, that's what it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Ah. Yeah, he went there. Yeah, he studied. Well, he dropped mm. out, but he studied events management. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and Baz is Australian. Yes. He is. Yes. You yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which the first the my first time I I sent a question to you guys saying I didn't like Romeo plus Juliet and you called me racist. <laughs> Which, which I will say, like, I've had a moment listening to the episode. I was like, well, this is all I need now. Because then you plug the podcast. So I'm like, that's well, great. Like, Zach has these great podcasts. And now people are going to be like, I'm not listening to him. He's racist. Let the record show that Zachary is not a racist. Yeah, look, let me apologize. I got heated. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, I said some mean things and I shouldn't have. If- I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> It, Let's try and it, redeem it today. Yeah. If anything, I, I'm tempted to say it's fine, but I also don't want to be the like, oh, it's, it's fine, you know, racism. Or... <laughs> it's fine. I've been called worse. It's um, it's <laughs> it's definitely like a. I feel like in that moment we were the racists because we were like, some American doesn't like an Australian movie. Clearly Ameri- a fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, clearly a racist, man. Oh god. With, we showed with, the. By prejudice. the way, and. Am I right in saying it's an entirely American cast? I think so. Uh, I think some of them the are doing part, accents. I think some of them are... One of them's Irish, at least. Right, right, right. At least. But no yeah. Australians in the movie, so well... who's the racist now, Baz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was Good reading point. that the... Um, <laughs> back to Romeo plus Juliet, and enough is strictly ballroom. But we were, um, <laughs> we were talking about how... I'm not talking about... I was reading how... A lot of the pre-production, post-production, and development were in was in Australia, and then the filming was in Miami. Um, not fair, not fair, Verona. I thought it was in Mexico. I thought it was Miami. I thought they filmed Maybe. in Mexico, but it was meant to be set in Miami. Ah, uh, okay. Well, cheaper. Not Australia yes. is what I was trying to go for. Yes. Not Australia. Yeah, big crossover <laughs> Australia. Not there. But, yeah, um, which is interesting. Why wouldn't they film in Australia? Because it is cheaper to film in was... Australia. Mm. I was watching it and I thought, like, is this? I've never been to Australia. No one's invited me, but I was watching it and I was just like, is this what Australia looks like? Zach, you are very welcome to come anytime you'd like. Yeah. Over to Australia. Are you to like... Hop around with kangaroos and yeah. to see some Baz Luhrmann films. You're, you're like an international vampire where you need to be invited to countries to be yep. allowed in. <laughs> I've never gone anywhere where I haven't been invited, so... That's a, I'm going to yeah. say that now. If someone's like, Rome, you haven't been? <laughs> My I response, wasn't invited. I haven't been invited. Like, slow down. Calm down. Jeez. I don't, I don't have connections in Rome. <laughs> All roads lead, lead to, to Rome. Rome. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah. But yeah, no, Romeo plus Juliet. So, yes. look, let's go around the Speaking room. Speaking of Rome. Yeah. All roads lead to Romeo. Romeo and Juliet. Good segue. <laughs> Uh, round table, put yeah. your hands up. This is great for a podcast. Put your hands up if you've seen it more than once. All right, Zach, Lizzie, good job. <laughs> Me, but Sam, put your hand up if you saw it less than 24 hours ago for the first time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He's same. the real racist. I'm the racist. How on earth? <laughs> We're throwing that word around a yeah. lot today. I don't think let's, I know what it means let's, anymore. Let's dial it back. Let's, 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 <laughs> it, is, it is very, I mean... Yeah, it is a very ca- casual, laid-back word, probably like, for us, for us. Like, yeah, I think bigger connotations for it elsewhere. So let's 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 dial back. But no, we um we love all yeah, cultures. But... 
the disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. D- disclaimer, we love everyone. But I have questions for you then, Sam. Yes. First of all, who hate mm. you? Um, my mum and dad, go on. Okay, and second of all, why is this the first watching? So, okay, I don't know. I think it's just, it's just never struck my fancy. I only watched Great Gatsby for the first time a few years ago as well. Yeah. I watched it again, I think, in the last year. Um, and I really like The Great Gatsby. And I know Baz Luhrmann is known for like very sort of out there movies, even with Moulin um, Rouge. I've seen bits. Wait, say that word again. Moulin Rouge? <laughs> Moulin Rouge? I was going to let it go. <laughs> Moulin Rouge? I can't, I can't let that go. How do you say it? <laughs> Are you saying it? No, once more for the listeners. I, I'm, I'm saying it as it's spelled. Saxton. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you say warmer or cold? Moulin Rouge. Moulin. Yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yes. Yeah. You so much. <laughs> I only took you like four attempts. But you got it. You're being racist, Lizzie. <laughs> no. No. Um, but no, so I've, I've seen bits and pieces of that one. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, like, I know that he's been a bit out there. And it's not really stopped me from watching it. I've just, it's never, it's never been put in front of me. It's, I've never had the opportunity to watch it, I think. What did you do in high school when you were studying Romeo and Juliet? Thank you so much. I didn't. I studied A Merchant of Venice. Ah. I studied A Midsummer's Night Dream. Oh. I studied, yeah. um, I've seen Hamlet, or well, I've seen like quite a lot of renditions of Hamlet. Never studied it. But anyway, so yeah. that's my sort of... Macbeth? Oh, yeah, Macbeth. I actually did... Sorry, I, I must recall, in Year 9 Drama... I must recall. I must recall. In Year 9 <laughs> Drama... <laughs> year 9 Drama, I did a, um, a scene from the Romeo and Juliet play where I played Romeo. However... Oh, stop it! Yeah, but and it was... And who is your Juliet? Claire Danes. Claire Danes, yeah. She came to my school. <laughs> she would have been, I don't know, 30 at the time. And, you know, we just really... Oh, we, we hit it up. It was, and, you know, the rest is... Uh, the rest is not history. A because... star cross lover's history. Yeah. Well, I heard they wanted to remake the movie with you and Claire. Get out. Like, they couldn't get... Yeah, that's what I heard. But... Oh, no. But they what couldn't... happened? But they couldn't get who? Wait, I need to know. <laughs> what happened? I, I don't know. Something fell through. I don't know. Damn like, it. when I was doing research on this movie, they were like, yeah. it's almost a remake with Sam Arthur, but yeah, yes. I don't know what happened. So. And Leo, I believe, was meant to play the apothecary. What the hell is that? (laughs) Okay, question. In the movie, we are about to start getting into it. But did they merge two characters together? Did they merge the apothecary and the priest into one character? I think so. Yeah. I think that's what Ah, So in the original, they were different. I'm assuming they're two different characters. Yeah, because it's very gangster to have a priest who's also like, by the way. Yeah, on the side. (laughs) Yeah, it made him pretty sketch. He's just like, like, I can marry you and give you poison. (laughs) Yeah. And give you a sick time. (laughs) And then, and there's probably some, (laughs) there's probably some combo deal in there where you're saving a bit of money on the sides. That's always a bonus. (laughs) I'm a whole thing. I hear that production did need to save money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm always looking for a priest who can give me poison on the side, just in case. Just in case the wedding doesn't work out. In case his marriage doesn't work out. Yeah, in case there's like an (laughs) awkward moment where I'm standing at the altar for just a little bit too long, and I'm like, "Well, I've got it out." I've got it out. Yeah, yeah. Which, which makes it weird. I guess we can get into this in the movie, but later he goes to a different guy for poison. Yeah, right. 
Yes. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, why didn't you just go to your guy? Like, go you to have your a guy. And, and, then, yeah. and he's had the conversation with the guy. movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I get some poison? And the father's like, why would you do that? And it's like, well, because my, my wife has died. And then he'd be like, no, she's not. And yeah. then he'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Because it would be even right. sketchier if, he, if Leo just went up to the priest and said, can I get some poison? The father's like, yeah, sure. No, no questions asked. <laughs> go, go for it. Yeah. What? Well, I guess now that I think about it, that's like when the father's at like the the post office and he's just like, these were never delivered. And he's like, no. So I guess Romeo was there and he was like, my guy's not in. I got to go to this other yeah. dude that, uh, that I know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. my no. other poison guy. <laughs> yeah. I blame the entire film on, yeah, on the, the terrible postage system. Yeah. Yeah. What a yeah. crap postage system. The postage system yeah. and the unrealistic amount of, poison dealers that are in my neighborhood yes. because I have been yeah. going down to the op shop. I've been going to the corner shop. Can't find them anywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're looking for poison all the time. So. Mm. Yeah. Who I, I was saying to Lizzie before that it was very much a, a <laughs> I was saying how like it is a tragedy film and there are obviously a bit like, it is very much a, what if he went here? What if that, um, the cousin or the friend or affiliate didn't see the funeral, he wouldn't have like yes. ran out and like told, Romeo, there's a lot of like, and, and the whole chain of events is very much like a one yeah. thing happened and it set it off and it tragedy after tragedy. And I was saying to Lizzie, yeah. it's very much a burn after reading scenario <laughs> where like it's just unfortunate scenario. And then I was oh. like, oh, but Shakespeare did write this play 400 years ago. So I think he, you know. Yeah, famously he, Shakespeare was inspired yeah. by burn after reading. <laughs> Big Coen Brothers fan, that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, no, it was, um, so the postage system, the poison dealers, yes. unrealistic, uh, things, other, other bits of the film yeah. that we enjoyed slash disliked. Well, should we get into it later? Yeah, I think. Let's I think... properly start Let's reviewing this. All right. So who wants to give yes, us an yes. overview of the movie? Who, who Zach, wants to... take it away. Zach, do you want to give us a quick overview right. of a what synopsis. happens in this, um, in this yeah. brand new tale, never heard before. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann created this out of okay. nothing. Yeah. No inspiration whatsoever. <laughs> right. Right. So there's two households, both alike in dignity in fair Verona, where we lay our scene from ancient gr grudge break to new mutiny. And from forth the fatal loins of these two foes, uh, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their lives. So yeah, there's these two families... <laughs> Stop talking weird, mate. Just t t tell us what it is, as it is, mate. Yeah, there's these two families. They don't like each other, and their kids fall in love, and uh, everything kind of goes to crap as a result. Um, but they also have guns and speak in old Elizabethan English. So mm. that's that's the movie. <laughs> love that. It's, it's kind of like, um, Tar I think I wrote in my notes, it's Tarantino meets Danny Boyle by way of Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Ah. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that is lovely. Because it is, it's I an like adaption, it. but set in, uh, like, well, Verona. But it's like this modern-day mafia sort mm. of story and, you yeah. know, gangs and guns and violence and, um, you mm. know, a lot, of, a lot of sort of battles in the street and this whole, you know, this, um, this criminal-esque type you know, feel to it. Yeah. Um, you know, completely modernized, but yeah, using the old Shakespearean language, which I like, I like is like, it's, it's an interesting take, but I was saying to Lizzie before, it's very hard to adapt theater into film. First of all, 
but then to reappropriate it and then put it into this yeah. story is another thing. But on top of that, to have Baz Luhrmann do it yes. is just the yeah. holy, you know, you got in the, the trifecta there. Yeah. Like, well, I do have to say, yeah. I mean, Shakespeare is very theatrical. Yeah. And so is Baz. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were really they, fighting. Yeah, right. they married really yeah. well together. Yeah, ba- Baz Luhrmann was fighting out <laughs> William Shakespeare <laughs> in the writing room going, we've got to keep this in. And William's like, nah, <laughs> not at all. Nah, nah, Baz, nah. But yeah, so... Well, one of the weird things about the dialogue in this movie is during the quarantine, I ended up reading most of Shakespeare's works with like other people. Oh, and I think because it's like old, we mm-hmm. assume like we when you read it, like really like drag it out and mm-hmm. say every yeah. word slowly. But when you read it, it's like there's always something happening. Like they're yeah. always like making a plot or scheming or like telling a joke or something. So the dialogue moves. So with the movie, I was really surprised, actually, that they kind of got that right, that the dialogue's, yeah. like, quippy and fast. Yeah. yeah. But then sometimes you just had Leo, and I was like, hurry up. Or yeah. just, like, shots of them looking at each other through, like, a fish tank. I'm like, hurry up. Yeah. Get going. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I think I really like the dialogue. Um, I, I think it was hard to do exposition or, like, um, asides, is it mm. you call them asides? Like where he's like talking to the, he's you know she's like a foot away, he's talking, and it's very much a, yes. it, it is a theatrical component, and yes. it is hard to meld that when, when trying to, you know, because you, 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 he's trying to keep so hard to the William Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet, right? But yeah. um, no, I know yeah. the scene you mean. You yeah. mean the like the pool scene where he's like standing very close against them, yeah. and he's talking so loudly mm. that it's like. On a stage, you can suspend disbelief and be like, oh, he's he's yeah. having an aside, he's talking to the audience, and she's yeah. talking to herself. That's more reasonable than in a film where you absolutely know that, like, mate, yeah. he's right there. She's right but, there. But, she can absolutely yeah. hear yeah. you. Like, but, and you're right in suspending yeah. of belief because, like, there's, if I'm, you know, after a lover and then I see her, I'm not going to start speaking myself going, like, oh, I wonder if she's going to say something. <laughs> Do you reckon she'll speak? Mm. Yeah, I think she's about to speak. I'll let's hear what she has to say. I'm I'm eager to listen right. to what she's saying. Like, but in in Elizabeth, like, like this... Sam, shut up. <laughs> she's like, who the fuck is Hopefully he? Hopefully, this this woman talks in monologues out loud to herself. Yeah, and I can yeah. listen. One of the weirdest things in this movie is when it started and they did like the prologue. Then the prologue ends. Then they did the prologue again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the entire. Then the entire prologue like comes up just the words on the screen. So I was like, three times. Okay. <laughs> then during the shootout, when it cuts to the news report, I was like, a fourth time. <laughs> he got the prologue four times. Yeah, I agree. It's I it's like, almost... Baz really liked this prologue. He's like, we're in. Wait, wait. Yeah. Like, One more time. One it's, time. I reckon what happened there is they sort of went, okay, we've got a few ideas for how we're going to open the movie up. It's like the first one is a TV where we've got a reporter. The second one is we have it like a trailer almost. And the third one is when we get into the exposition. And then Baz is like, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah, which one? I All thought the trailer yeah. was so unnecessary. Yes. I was like, why are you making like a parody of a film? You're literally making a film. I'm mm. so confused. Like, yeah. why would I thought I was that? watching Tropic Thunder for a second. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. It, it it was wild. I mean, we we all know Baz is yeah experimental at best. Incredible. But, is oh what yeah. You mean. Incredible. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. Like the trailer, the trailer thing. I did like it, but if it was alone by itself, then it would have sort of I think right. had a bit more right. of yeah. an impact. But but now here's the thing though, and if I may, I'm trying to remember 
a little bit who the audience is. And I think Baz knows that there's like 14 year old boys who are sitting in English class in school who are like, I have to watch this Shakespeare movie. Well, okay, cool. And then he does like a trailer for his own movie because I think he knows like there's the boyfriends who have been dragged. There's the mm -hmm. kids who are sitting in school and he's like, nah, guys, there's guns in this movie. It's cool. Yeah. 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 Imagine making a movie and then like, Im like while directing it, thinking, all right, now how am I going to get this across to a group of 30 kids in class? How am I going to how am I going to like really resonate with these kids who have been dragged to watch my film against their will? Like how are we going to educate them? How am I going to get this across? Yeah. Because yeah, it seems like yeah. it was such a I never watched it through school. You did. You had to watch it for I English. I had to watch it multiple times in wow. school mm. and my mm. teacher in year 9 was obsessed with it and specifically obsessed with this one very like very small moment in the film so they're in like the the ballroom scene where they're having the party and mm. it keeps on cutting between claire danes dancing with paul rudd oh, yep. and cutting Our back King. to leonardo yeah. dicaprio watching them dance so it's like a point of view shot and he just does this weird thing where he acknowledges that they're dancing and he bites his lip and my english teacher was so into that she kept on like replaying it she'd be like girls one more time one more time and replay it it's a very sexy moment oh, but also so not worth like wasting yeah our english time but do you reckon that was like your teacher grew up watching that film or like would have been around the target demographic when that film came out and then so the film came out in 1996 yeah yeah so i don't think she grew up watching it how old was your teacher i don't know mid 40s yeah, but you, but not grew up, but like she would have been she young watched, when it yeah. came out. That'd be like, I don't yeah. know, if we became, if we were teachers and then, I don't know, <laughs> trying to think <laughs> what movie came yeah, out. No, I got you, I got you. Yeah, something that, I don't yeah. know, like, actually, no, I'm, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. And we're like watching it, we're like... <laughs> in English class. <laughs> in English yeah. class, you know. Here you go, kids, the, enjoy <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I'm watching this scene where she's like tied up and I'm like, no, kids, one more time, one more time. Let's, let's really get into this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're comparing Shakespeare to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, absolutely. Analogy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm I'm comparing my her teacher to what I would be like as a teacher yeah. watching films. Yeah. But <laughs> but I um I didn't have to watch Romeo plus Juliet. I watched um Billy Elliot. So I think we had oh, very Billy different. Great. You know, I I don't know. I know what my experience with this movie is, but I don't know how my reaction would have been different if I had just seen it in high school. Because my sister, mm -hmm. who's five years older than I am really got into Shakespeare in high school, like read everything he did and saw this movie and like brought it home. And like one night we were like, what are we going to watch? She's like, let's watch Romeo plus Juliet. And mm. I think I was like 11. I was like, we're not, we're not watching this. And she goes, no, there's like guns and stuff. So I was like, okay, fine, put it on. So we're, we're watching it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm 11. Sure. And then I remember watching it in high school. I was like, this is a little, it was a little cringy, so I don't know if it was like yeah, right. me remembering liking it as a kid, or yeah. if I was legitimately like, "This is this is a little goofy. It's not aged super super well." Yes, I agree with that. I don't know. I I don't know why, but I do feel like for its time in 1996, watching that would have been oh, yeah. incredible. Like what he's able sure. to do with the cinematography and the iconography, like it's incredible. Yeah. Like what he was able to do. And I don't know how many productions before that had modernized Shakespeare, but 
I and think with such a young audience, a young cast and crew as well. Like it's all teens, it's all young adults, yes. and it would have really resonated with the teenage. Yeah. Literally the entire world. I mean, all of the billboards, every um, piece of advertising is all in Shakespearean quotes. It's mm. all Shakespeare language. Like, yeah, it's incredible how we actually created the world where yeah. we just accept the fact that this is how they speak, even though it's a modern setting. Yeah. Right, but they still sing Prince songs during weddings. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> hey, you, you can't have the best of both worlds, mate. You got, you're gonna you're gonna gonna have a little bit of that. But yeah, even the um, I know Radiohead did the like exit for a film yes. song at the end, which was pretty sick. But yeah, like it, yeah. it's um, what what's another movie where they do that? They they have um, they do it in Hamlet with like Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, ah. it's not great. It's <laughs> no. Funny. But there's there's a few other movies I'm thinking of where it is. Oh, she's fact, the man you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah, Mines, yeah, Mines, of course, yeah. What a girl wants. Yeah, yeah. say no more. Sydney White, the seven dwarfs. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You just start naming her IMDb page. The Amanda, the Amanda Show. <laughs> Easy A. And so was she an Easy A? Yeah, hairspray. Anyway, what so, I like about you. Yeah, that's what I like about you. Yeah. Um. No, so the um, I cannot remember what I was going to say now. No, the <laughs> mo- movies that are set in period times, but they have modern music. I know Bridgerton mm. does a like the TV show Bridgerton where they yeah. have classical renditions of modern songs, which is sort of done well. But then you've got other movies that are set way, way, way back when, and then they've just got. I think a Knight's Tale does it, where it's just like rock songs and stuff. Well, like Greg that. Gatsby does it as well. If you're about oh, to yeah. say something bad about Knight's Tale, though, I'm no. gonna walk out of here. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm just saying it shouldn't have been. Ma- no, I'm not saying anything. You were named after <laughs> yeah. um, a Knight's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heath. Really? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. My people were named like, after. It re- like I was like, is Lizzie short for something? A heatherless. I apologize my for my outburst about Night's Tale, by the way. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, Night's yeah, Night's Tale is a great movie. We're no. here for the conflict. We're here, yeah. No, 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 Thank loved you. it, loved it. Good. It was um, but yeah, it's no. a good version of Romeo plus Juliet. There you go. That's it. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. Okay, let's get into it. What don't you like about the film? Yeah. Oh man, so <laughs> it was so goofy and over the top. At the beginning, I was like, okay, like, I'm having fun in kind of like a, this is like loud and colorful and wacky. And I think at the 34 minute mark, I wrote in my notes, and now I'm bored. (laughs) So, and it's weird because the movie starts off so like, you know, boom, 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 boom. But then when it has to like slow down Mm. and it's like Leo moping around on the beach and stuff, then it just becomes goofy when they're talking like that and like, you know, Mm. walking around on the beach and with their guns and everything. But then there's like little spurts. I think one of the things I love about the movie, I think the guy who plays Mercutio. Yeah. He's great. I want to see him like on stage doing this because he like, he crushes it. He's great. Absolutely. So... I think I think what I struggle with though is that then he dies and the rest of the movie I'm kind of like all right let's let's get over it and I think I, here's the biggest thing and Lizzie I apologize in advance because I this is you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say so I don't mad, think right? Leo and Claire have any chemistry at all okay <laughs> okay we're gonna have some words. <laughs> okay. yeah but that that was the biggest thing I was like I don't yeah. care about this. Ro- this romance yeah. so 
I guess I'm stuck with with mm. these two. Mm. I, I don't care about this romance in this film called Romeo and Juliet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, like, I, I, I agree. Like the moments with Leo, sort of the the, the two hour film, the bit that for me is the takes up most of the film and probably doesn't, but it's that it's the pool scene with Leo and and Claire Danes where. Mm. Well, I mean Romeo and Juliet. I was like, "What's what's Leo's character's name again?" <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, where they're like, they were, <laughs> they were, "I saw it, guys. Don't worry." And they're like walking around, and then you it's like, "You it, yeah, No, no, I watched it. I had it on Blu-ray. Like, <laughs> yeah, my mum's got it on Blu-ray, so I watched it. You know, and um, so when they're sort of walking around, and then they're talk like it's before they start talking, and they're talking, and they're in the pool, and then they're not, like that whole. And all the dialogue and in between and all the sort of silent takes, it takes up so much of the movie for me. What is your point here? <laughs> That's they all I can scene. remember. They're in the water and then they're out of the water and then they're talking. Yeah, it's quite a scene. Like, no, but I'm saying happens. it feels like yeah, of the two hours, one whole hour was committed to that. That's what That's it feels like. That's interesting because I didn't feel like there was enough of them. Really? I was like, it, I didn't feel like mm, this maybe. version warranted how we were meant to feel at the mm. end when they both killed themselves, spoiler alert. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I don't think that the build-up was enough. I don't think that, like... Again, I don't think there was enough scenes between them. And, you know, immediately, as soon as he gets married, and that scene was so short, mm. as soon as he gets married, yeah. he goes off to his friends. She's just casually in the bed being like, I me. Like, yeah. you like, nothing is happening. There's not enough yeah. of them together to really be like, I am rooting for this couple. I yeah. believe in them. I want to yeah. see... Yeah, I'm compelled. Well, yeah, and this might be me bringing something to it, but especially in before he meets her, where he's walking around like this Rosaline woman doesn't want to be with me. Yeah. Oh, everything's terrible. Goes, Never mind. You know, which <laughs> yeah. again, like that's that's what fourteen year olds do. Right. So mm. I'm like, exactly. this checks out. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, you're getting you're getting married tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, Romeo. It's a little oh, things it's things move quick. I mean, yeah, it moves quick in Verona. You know, <laughs> who, who yeah, um? But then I, I think the one thing is like the editing. It like what I was saying, it goes from like it's like really fast and it almost looks like an MTV video, mm. and then for them it really slows down. So there's almost a little like, hey, what happened to the crazy movie I was watching? Mm. It was yeah. like I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It was like going from like 127 hours to like. Uh, I didn't think of it. I should have thought of another analogy. But... <laughs> to, to 24 hours later. There we go. 24 <laughs> hours, there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. My, um, yeah, that, that was a question I had because, again, haven't read the like the original Romeo and Juliet, OG, Willie Shuckers, oh. but who is Rosalind? Rosalind is the woman that he was in love with before Juliet. Right. So at the beginning of the play, he's talking about how he's in love with this woman and that she is unrequited love. She doesn't love him back. Right. Okay. And he's like right. deeply depressed and mm. he's talking about like, there's no one else, like no one else on this earth that I want to be with. <laughs> and and then, then a few hours later. <laughs> and then that night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> love works in mysterious ways. <laughs> well, I do think, <laughs> I do think it was interesting that. It could genuinely have just have been a drug trip because he takes mm. he takes something ecstasy. ecstasy and then meets Juliet and you're like, oh no, you're just on drugs, dude. Like you're not in love. <laughs> you just took drugs and saw a pretty lady. Like, yeah, <laughs> like Juliet's recount, like recount of the night before is very different. It's just some guy just going, 
through a fish tank. Uh. Yeah, through a fish tank. <laughs> yeah. And also for, for Juliet, too, I think, like, Romeo's group of friends are, like, the people I actively avoid when I go yeah. out to parties. Yes. Like, when I see those guys show up, I'm like, nope. time to go. Like, yeah. how, how have I been invited yes. to, to the same <laughs> corner? So the fact that that's not, like, a, a red flag for her is, you know, like, 100%. Julia, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. They reminded me of the bullies yeah. in um, Back to the Future 2, where it's like he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I've hit a chord with Zach. <laughs> but it is. He's like, oh, I was trying to make a good analogy watching them, but like, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's like just fully like <laughs> off the charts, like off their heads. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mercutio is almost like the most, while he's out there, the most sanest of the lot because the other guys are just like, like yeah. legit. Yeah. Like, they have pink hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. If I see pink hair and I'm like, oh, I'm avoiding you. Yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. And famously <laughs> bruised home, yeah. from the beginning. I mean, yeah. we never saw what happened, but just throughout the film, that guy has pink hair and just bruises all over his face. Yeah, yeah. What have you yeah. been through? Well, <laughs> I want that backstory. <laughs> Pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to him. I want the movie to be about about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A spin-off. That yeah. guy from Romeo but, plus Juliet. That guy. Well, speaking of that guy, uh, when I was I was talking with so usually with with my other podcast, when I'm gonna watch something, I'll ask my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm watching this, do you want to watch with me? And most of the time she's like, you know, yeah. This one, I was like, Romeo plus Juliet? She's like, um, wh- what day were you thinking about watching? <laughs> I'm out of town. She's like, oh, super busy. Oh, love to, gone. Oh. Yeah, so then, well, then afterwards, she's like, what did, what did you think? And I was like, I thought, like, the guy who played Friar Lawrence and Mercutio, I thought they were both really great. And she goes, not Paul Rudd? And I was like, he's in it for, like, eight <laughs> seconds. seconds. Yeah. So, I guess he was, he was great, but mm. also, like, I just know Paul Rudd so well now from his other movies that when I see him show up, I'm like, he's the good guy. So I'm like, Juliet, you have this very nice man who wants to marry you. Mm. And you have Romeo and his like dumb little buddies (laughs) who are crashing your party. Yeah. Come on. Pick a line. Come on. Go with Scott Lang over there. Come on. Yeah. But I agree. Go with Ant-Man. Yeah. Go with him. Yeah. um, And not Leo. (laughs) From Titanic, Jack. Right. Um, what's the um? No, Paul Rudd. Like, yeah, he's. It, it, it doesn't. It didn't feel like he's in the film, but he's. He doesn't really give much to the film. Like, he's sort of there as a character, and I know he's there. Like, he, the dancing scene is like he's in it for the most bit, and then he's got like maybe three other lines after that. Like mm. for the rest of the film, that didn't feel like they utilized mm. him. I'm not too clear on like his original character's role in the Shakespeare play, whether he had more to it or it was legitimately just a, yeah, he's, he's just there sad. to take the... just a doormat. Yeah. yeah. He's just there like, I want to marry your daughter. And the guy's like, yeah, you're rich. That sounds good to me. So, yeah. 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 What a waste of Paul Rudd then. Like, <laughs> what a waste. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He but... should have been Romeo, hot take. <laughs> Thank Actually, you. Actually, I probably would have loved that. <laughs> it's interesting the people <laughs> who did audition. Yeah. So yeah. they did want to give it to Ewan McGregor. Again? Yeah. Again? Again. Like Leonardo DiCaprio and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I've never... They auditioned mm. so many people. And then Baz Luhrmann 
like auditioned Leonardo DiCaprio and said, I like that is how Romeo should look to me. Right. Like he's beautiful. Oh, and it was Marlon Brando. <laughs> he had the messy hair and like the shirt was like slightly unbuttoned when he was playing pool in the one scene and I was like Okay. I, I get it. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Just beautiful. You are. Yeah. You're beautiful. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but then on the other hand, when he's trying to look tough at the end of the movie with his gun, I was just like, oh, yeah. He's, he's adorable. A, he's he a baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's so young. But um, mm -hmm. so Marlon Brando, who was yeah. meant to be in the film as I can't remember whose father, but as like the head of the mafia figure, yeah. but unfortunately couldn't play yeah. due to family issues, but he was still heavily involved in the process and said, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is a good choice because I would want somebody who's mentally stable because he'd only seen him in Gilbert Gray. Oh my God. <laughs> so he genuinely thought that this person was like, had like a disorder. I was like, not on oh, playing Romeo. Baz, baby, what are you doing? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but there is one scene where you see him from the back and he's in the desert and he's like he's sitting in yeah. this very odd position and he's screaming and I was like, Oh that is very Gilbert Gray. <laughs> <That's> like, Gilbert <laughs> Gray. Yeah. <laughs> what well, what was the other An thing? Homage. I was watching this I was watching this movie at my parents' house and like my dad came home and he's like, What are you watching? I was like, Nothing. Uh no, but then he saw um the scene of Romeo and Juliet kissing underwater, oh, yeah. and he's like, "You're watching Titanic." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon James Cameron watched this movie and was just like, "I need to find a guy who looks good underwater"? Oh. <laughs> <Yes. Ooh. laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough thinking about that movie I want to produce. Let's go see Romeo plus Juliet in cinemas. Um, I, yeah, I just wow. had a nice easy night off. Let me go watch the Shakespeare yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think there was so much symbolism of water? What do you think Baz was getting at with that? Because in a previous episode, I'm sorry to jump in, Zach. Water what? is yeah. reality. reality. Fire okay. is fantasy. Mm. <laughs> we um mm. we did Shutter Island with um another podcast, and they really blew the lid on like the symbolism of water and fire. Yeah. So we look out for it a lot in everything, every yeah. Lego film. Yeah, yeah. I, I think base level though, water is just like sexy. You know, oh, like good. pools are sexy and beaches mm. are sexy. Yeah. So it's like, mm. how do we make this scene where these two actors are delivering this dialogue? You know, how do we make it better? We put them in a mm. pool because pools are sexy. I, I don't know how Baz talks. I, I assume <laughs> he was like wearing sunglasses and like smoking a cigarette. Like it's more sexy. Put yeah, sexy. There. Yeah. Bring it sexy. That was my Australian accent. That was a really good accent. I gotta say. That was the best Australian accent you're gonna hear on the, on the show. All right. You're welcome to come to Australia can anytime. You, After that, you're in. Here's the test. You gotta say, I'm gonna go get some, or can I get some goon down from the bottle low? Tar. Oh, wow. Can you say that? Was that English? <laughs> that was Shakespearean. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but I agree. Like, and the whole kissing underwater, logistical nightmare. Yeah. I don't know if anyone to translate. It. That's water. Oh, water. Sorry, I was saying water. water. Yeah. <laughs> and water. <laughs> thank you. Thank don't you. worry. We will have subtitles available for our podcast for any other <laughs> nations listening. listening medium. Yeah. <laughs> just... I read an article that it yeah. was that water was meant to be purity. So the first time oh, we see Juliet okay. is that. She's like looking down into the water and her hair's everywhere. Mm. And then slowly as the, 
<laughs> and then that's how you introduce to Romeo as well is in water, and right. then they meet through water. So it's like the idea is like they uh, have this pure, this pure, beautiful connection in this like harsh world. I don't know. I didn't yeah. really buy it. I read it and I was like, oh, it's a, I don't it, know what he's getting. Yeah, at. it's a weird flex. Yeah. yeah, it seems like something you would hear about in film school. Like, hey, you have to work this into your movie, and then there's yeah. a sense of. Oh shoot! And then you just hit it too hard, you know, because like you could do it subtly, yeah. but then when you have like a twenty-minute scene where someone's like, "Cause I'm kissing you," I like, oh. yeah. I was like, "Get out of the water! Hurry up! Dry off! Come on!" You're gonna get a cold. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> I wonder if it was trying to be like a, especially with the pool scene, because it does for me it dragged on so long. I don't know about you guys. I don't know, it but before he's saying bit. that was his favorite scene, now he's. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, no, he did um, that pool scene. Yeah, All right, it. Sam, calm but down. He was, um, he was texting Lizzie like, "Oh, this pool, scene. this pool this scene, pool scene." Yeah, no, it was um, it was very much like. I don't know if they were trying to go for, like, again, their target demographic pool parties or, like, you know, that yeah. teenage lifestyle of a pool, like, and it is very... It, high school musical. High school musical. Yeah, the you pool know, party yeah, scene. Yeah, you yeah. know, where it's, um, they're, they're at the pool and yeah. Gabriella is the lifeguard <laughs> and I'm not gonna yeah. stop. Shakespeare was a big Zac Efron fan, yeah. Yes, oh, I knew yeah. it. Yeah. I knew it. I saw yeah. some, yeah. you know. If, okay, if Shakespeare was alive today... How old would he be? <laughs> do you reckon? <laughs> do you reckon? Yeah. What do you reckon he'd uh, he'd think of, of his um, take? I mean, I was going to say because Shakespeare was he one of those people that was? I mean, obviously since he died and like after it's blown up Wait, into like who? the English Shakespeare. I don't know if you know this. What? Yeah, he's dead. He died. He dead. But he, he um he it was sort of like. He did have a bit of recognition at the time, and he wrote a lot of plays, but they really skyrocketed after his death, and that, that sort of yeah. seems to be the yeah. way where years and years later you're recognised and it becomes famous. What do you reckon he would have... Do you reckon he would have appreciated this take on his tale, or...? I have thought about this as well. Thank you so much for asking. No I feel this one, Zach. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I think, again, going back to my point that Shakespearean language is very theatrical, it's very over-the-top, it hits on universal themes, but the way that the language is used is just so OTT, mm, which mm. is why I love it. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's what I think. And also the integrity, the fact that like Baz really did try to keep to the integral structure of the play. He mm. didn't try and fuck with it that much. Yeah. Um, I think he would have appreciated it. He would have loved it. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going with. Right, he would have right. loved it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we... His wife, Anne Hathaway, is still alive, so we could call her. her <laughs> yes, and... that's a good oh, point. That's yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. I think Romeo and Juliet. It's often talked about as you know the greatest love story, and for me, it's not. Mm. It's a great anti-hate story because mm. at the end, when they both die, the the uh, police captain comes out and he says to them like. It's your hatred that did this. Like, yeah. your kids are dead because you two hated each, each other over, like, something ridiculous. And mm. now all are punished. All are punished! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, calm down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's the thing. Like, the moral of the story is that, like, if you hate each other, like, sometimes humanity and the people you love can be collateral. Yeah. And I feel like the movie did that pretty well. Like, yeah. it hit pretty hard at the end. Even though I didn't care for the romance, I thought that, you know, the delivery 
was good. So I feel like, you know, I don't know how he would feel about the music or, or whatever, yeah. but I think overall he would feel like his story was told um, accurately. Mm. Yeah, the lesson wasn't misconstrued. Like it was still, it was still resonated throughout. No, I agree with that. And yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've never really thought of Romeo and Juliet as a love story. It, like I know it's a tragedy, but it is because like, yeah, it's, it, I did like right at the end of the film how they did go back to the pool scene as if to go, oh yeah, that's right. That's what it yeah. was at one point. Like we needed like a cheeky montage <laughs> to understand what we'd just yeah. experienced. Well, legit, like, because I saw them dead and, and I think you're right. I think maybe Baz realised it's like, fuck, we haven't had them in a romantic relationship for long enough. This death scene isn't poignant. So then yeah. right after the death, they're like, let's just yeah. whack a few shots of them. Just, yeah, they're 24 hours together. Let's just like... <laughs> We just yeah. relived yeah. it. Like, That's legit right. how like some TV or like comedic TV shows or movies do that where it's like, remember that time we had together? And it's like, <laughs> it's it like goes through all these different things they did. And it's like, wow, what an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was legit. Right. right. And, uh, I, I will say though, one of the problems with modernizing it though, is it turns, I think, mainly Juliet stupid Whereas in the one scene where he's like, I'm leaving now, I, I'm watching, I was like, why don't you just go with him? Like, there's, there's another seat in the car, she can go with him. Mm. And I'm thinking like Shakespeare, he's like, I'm on a horse, or I'm probably going this way, I have to travel light. Whereas today, I'm like, there's an extra seat in the car, just get in there and like, you know, maybe mm. duck down when we're driving by like this neighborhood or whatever. Mm. So in in that sense, I was like, I, I get it that in Shakespeare's day it wouldn't make sense, but now you've put it in modern times, and now you have to explain it. But mm. the problem is, is that now you have to rewrite the movie. Now it's not the same thing anymore. So I think yeah. it's like with little stuff like that, you do lose some of the integrity of the characters, mm. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think there's still the issue of, because um, she hadn't told her parents, she has a duty to her parents still and a duty of care that sure, like sure. she has to obey her parents. So if she had run away, she would have also been banished. Yeah. Is that the idea? So she wouldn't have been but then, able to... But they would have been banished together. Does she not love banished. this dude? Yeah. And that, that, that's the other thing. Like, we, we all agree that this took place in, like, 24 hours. It yeah. was so ridiculously quick. They mm. both died together. If they lived with each other for, like, maybe a week or a month, the love would have fizzled so quick. And... Like, yeah. it, it, that's that's what I was thinking about. I was like, it wouldn't last. Like, this relationship flick would not last. note. <laughs> Take note, Flick. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. kiss me in a pool, <laughs> we, we're not lasting a month. <laughs> yeah. I have to kill one of your cousins every week to keep the romance alive. So. <laughs> Shit, she's only got two cousins. This is good. <laughs> Damn. <Yeah. laughs> Far out. <laughs> Your relationship will last two months. Yeah, two, two more months. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the two months will be good. I mean, the murder charges won't be great and <laughs> glowing. But but I'm exiled, so, you know, we just got to stay away and yeah. Thanksgiving. But, hey, it'd be awkward anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, so overall, like, film, film was pretty good. I mean, interesting. You know, I think we've definitely got bits to talk about there. Um, Lizzie, mm. you've got some uh, points about the production. You've got some yeah. interesting facts about the actual production of the movie yes. itself. Yes. Well, oh, what I found very fascinating was, you know, the scene where he yells out a plague on both your houses and there's a storm in the background? Yes. That was real. Uh, there was legitimately <laughs> a hurricane that hit as they were filming that and they had to quickly wrap up the scene and then they were shut for four days because... Of the hurricane, shit. yeah. I knew there was a hurricane. Well, what... I just assumed that was CGI. 
Yeah, well, it looks very CGI, some of it. And I think they Maybe enhanced it, was put it or on, whatever. But, like, but yeah. crazy. Because that, that is wild. Like, if you're looking at the set on a larger piece, you do, like, it's quite a lot of... You'd think, like artificially that'd be very hard to create so maybe that was part of the hurricane so yeah. like all right we're guys we're, we're gonna film the opening scene and then the hurricane hits and Baz's like never mind we're we're filming his we're filming Makushio's death scene get in here now go. yeah right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah another crazy thing was that the hairdresser was kidnapped for ransom yes have you heard this Zach what yeah no <laughs> the hairdresser of the film was kidnapped by a Mexican gang and held up for ransom. Isn't that wild? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think. How? I, so I've heard, I've heard this before because mm. Lizzie was telling us before, but I, yeah, I don't know whether they knew the hairdresser was like I don't know like, I, I, it, it's one of two things: either the mm. gang stuffed up and were trying to get someone very prominent in the film, and they just got the hairdresser, or they did their research and the hairdresser was the most pivotal role, and they were like, "Well, there's no movie without the hairdresser. <laughs> we're going to get our money's worth with yeah. this." Who's going to dye the guy's hair pink every day? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It wasn't even an exorbitant fee. It was like two hundred dollars or something. So they paid the fee, and then they paid the fee. But as they pushed him out of the car. It broke his arm, so the hairdresser oh. did get hurt. Wow! And so he couldn't oh, die. We oh. couldn't do that. He couldn't do the. <laughs> he couldn't do it. Wow! Oh. Wild, yeah. This, this, um, you know, there were some tragedies. In... <laughs> some tragedy in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I, I just love the idea that some gang was like, "Oh, they're making a gangster movie. They'll know how to deal with us." And then, yeah. Like the hairdresser's like, "Actually, it's a Shakespeare thing." And they're like, "Oh shoot! All right, fine. Two hundred bucks. You can have them back." Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh, we're they're speaking my language. <laughs> we got this rapport. <laughs> Wild stuff." We don't want to look like chumps. We got to get something. Yeah, and like all, all that effort to you. Th- I don't know if there was security around Leo and Claire Danes or like. Mm. whether the hairdresser was like walking past I'd really like I think there's a mo- not a movie but like a bit of a documentary in itself about the kidnapping of that hairdresser yeah like, I know we- so fascinating yeah. have we heard his side of the story like his experience as a as a kidnapping I know probably not like, hostage, there, yeah. there needs yeah. to be something out there like very scary yeah mm. but for him everyone's side. like someone's talking about Romeo plus Juliet and then he's just expected to not bring up the fact that he was kidnapped. Yep. Like someone's like, oh, yeah. have you seen this this crazy movie? And he's just there going like, I can't, I can't <laughs> not let this go. I yeah. actually was a hairdresser in the movie. Oh, wow, what was that like? Well. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. I love the idea that he's like trying to keep it together and then someone bring, brings up like, and Mercutio's dreads. And then he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and pink hair. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> So the production, the production hit a few snafus, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but also, oof. the film was almost not made, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio who, who was a great advocate for the film, and was like, "I have to be in it. I have to wow. be in this film." So he flew himself to Australia on his own money, and like did multiple takes and recordings of himself in his hotel, which he paid for himself. Everything. Um, just to force the producers to let him be in it. Ah. And I kind of love uh, that. Yeah, So that's he was good. clearly, like, very passionate about yeah. about the play. And committed to so, it as well. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of him, like, filming it in a hotel and then sending it to them. It's like, could have filmed it in any hotel. <laughs> could have, could <laughs> have done that anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
but it was so yeah. he could be ready I, I as soon as like, yeah, of, like, come in for screening. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea that, like, he's doing, like, one of the loud, you know, I defy you, stars! And you hear, like, you know, oh, wait, mate, shut up! You know? <laughs> that was a great That's the accent. Good. That's so good. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, I agree. Like, the, and the, the just to get back into the, the film, the playing on both your houses, again, I'm picking up yeah. that that's in the original one. I understand this is in this one. For you to turn your, for you, for you to actively be part of a feud between your friend, like he could have stood out of it. He felt the need to be in it, and then he got killed, and then went, "Oh, yes. my best friend, who I've been through together. I hope you fucking die. <laughs> you suck." Well, so this is Mercutio is my favorite character in all of Shakespeare because I love oh. the fool characters, yeah, and I love characters who are unaware of their fate. Yeah. So I love the idea that Romeo shows that, well, like, Mercutio's there, like, running his mouth, uh, and then Romeo gets there, and he's like, hey, actually, you know what, like, we're not doing this. Mm. And then, again, like, you exactly like you were saying, I love it. Mercutio jumps in and is, like, fighting for someone who's, like, actively saying, stop, like, yeah. I don't want you to do this, and then gets mad and starts cursing him out, and I'm like... It's it's funny because like when you see it in a play, mm. you're like that's stupid. But then like when you look at real life, you're like that happens all the time. You see yeah. people like you know dragging themselves into other people's situations, mm. and then it's like you know you, I told you to stop. Yeah, but I was doing it for you, so you need to appreciate this. Like yeah. Mercutio is essentially like gaslighting Romeo, like with his dying words, which mm. is. Uh, the Shakespeare was a pretty good writer. Like it was, yeah. it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I, I, you you got to appreciate what I did for you, and the way that you have to show your appreciation is by dying. <laughs> That's how you got to show it for yeah. me. Yeah, right. Yeah, but no, and then, yeah, like, no, even like, at the end, Mercutio's like, "Why'd you get in the middle of us?" He's like, "You were yeah. getting in the middle of me." Like, stop. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, yeah, but I did find it. I, I, I you're right. It is re- like sort of realistic, but I, and I did like the way that that was done. Like he, Mercutio shouldn't have run his mouth, but yeah, yeah like you're right. Like you, I, I would be in that situation and be like, "You done me a dirty man. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me?" <laughs> plague on both your houses. If right. I die at the hands of someone, right. I'm so using that line. A plague on your house, mate. Right. Plagues. <laughs> I would but love now... to see the Bogan version of Shakespeare. <laughs> Bloody plague in your house, mate. Bloody plague. Oh, yeah, now get fucked. But now, though, to jump into Mercutio's camp a little bit, which is why I think the scene is so genius, like, Mm. realistically, like, you're just going to watch your friend, like, get his butt kicked up and down the street? Like, no, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to jump in there. So it's like, that's the thing I love about it, is that it's not clear cut, like, he is right, he is wrong. It's you could look at it, like five different ways and mm. everybody gets to be right you know yeah. in some capacity like ah oh, it's good mm. yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah. it was um yeah wild wild film final thoughts anything else <laughs> that we wanted to uh, to touch on there um i would just want to tell you the story of of my last viewing yeah um when i was watching it the other day i was at a friend's apartment and we're up on level 10 of the apartment. Okay. And we were we were watching the film. And then suddenly through the... There was a fire alarm oh, no. going off. Oh, yes. And I was in a unicorn onesie. And we all had to go down yeah. the fire stairs. And we were just like 
because you know I I brought people to watch this film and they're all invested and we we're eating food and we we're all snugged up and warm together and then we ended up having to bring donuts down and sharing them with everybody at the bottom level. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> donuts. Yeah. It was a very good night, but halfway through the film. Yeah, right. It was like, what's going to happen to Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> we'll never know. We, <laughs> we just won't. <laughs> for a second, there, I was like, I don't remember this part being in the song, like woo, oh, because right. it was very quiet at yeah. first, and then got louder. Yeah. So I was like, oh. send a thousand ways, something never. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, but to go back to your oh. fireous fantasy thing. Mm. Oh, were you actually? Was did this actually happen? Like, oh my god! Baz Lorman was trying to make it an immersive experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he knew. was in the apartment. <laughs> what he did was he put some little messaging in the film for pyromaniacs to start lighting stuff, and then you know. <laughs> That's how it goes. But I got to, I, I draw grievance with something you've said, Lizzie. Okay. I draw heinous grievance. Oh. Why do you have a unicorn onesie? Thank you so much for asking. I'll fill this <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, Sam, why don't you have a unicorn That's onesie? That's correct. Uh, I can't think of a reason, but I can't think of a reason why I do have a unicorn onesie. Why do you They're have... They're warm. Well, okay. I've ne- you're not just someone that I picture wearing onesies, let alone well, that of a picture unicorn. it, baby. It's real. Do you have it here? No. Oh. It's still the apartment. Next podcast, we're wearing onesies. It's yes. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're burnt in the fire. Yeah. While, Thanks Lizzie, for while Lizzie was lighting up the place. Oh, it was a shame. Was a I was like, I can't watch any more of this film. I'm done. Oh, no. A fire alarm. What? Gee whiz. We better get out. We better skedaddle. I know, have to quick. give up all our donuts. <laughs> what a shame. Disaster. But no, it's a Pegasus. A, a Pegasus uh, uh, onesie. From uh, Bless you. Um, Herc- Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And Zach, yes, and amen. And how is your viewing experience of uh, Romeo plus Juliet? Any fires? Anything like that? <laughs> Anything happened of excitement? No. Um, <laughs> aside from like my dad walking in and going like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> and you know, usually I'm like watching something cool, and this time I was like, um, "I'm watching this." He's like, "Why?" I was like. I'm on this podcast in Australia, and we're we're going to talk about it. And I'm and a racist. Like, oh, they asked you to. I was like, yeah. he was like, they asked you. I was like, no, I requested to I, talk I about it. All. It just became less cool. I will say though, watching it, I remember. Have either of you seen the Edgar Wright film Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was remembering in that movie when they do their version of Romeo and Juliet and they're yeah. all dressed like the people the from the past learning version. And I, then I rewatched like Hot Fuzz and had a, and had a yeah. great time. So That's great. Just, that, it made me rewatch one of my favorite comedies. So yeah, yeah. so good. I, re- I also remember the passionate kissing scene in that. And then I was watching the kissing scene of Romeo plus Juliet and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's yeah. a bit light. <laughs> a bit light. <laughs> but yeah. What about you? Yeah, my experience. Well, my experience was pretty good. I watched the first hour and a half, and then the footy started. So then I watched the footy, and then in the twenty minute yes. break, I finished the, the movie. <laughs> good. So, because you know, Penrith, Penrith v Roosters, oh, gotta watch that. Your dog. Um. No, the dogs were not playing. That's tomorrow. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was good. I, I, oh, I was having a conversation with my sister. I can't quite remember. Oh, that's right. My sister came out and said, 
Because I asked her, her if we... Yeah, she came out. It was good. It was good. No, I said to her, do you have... Do we have Romeo and Juliet um, on DVD? And she said, yeah, I think so. Gave it to me. And then I watched it. And then like half an hour after I'd finished it, my sister came out of her room up to me and said, Juliet Capulet, it rhymes. <laughs> Did they think about that? And I was like, what do you want about Like She was just full on like... It right, like, didn't he see that that was gonna rhyme? Like, what's going on? I'm like, Montague, Romeo, <laughs> yeah, Molon Rouge. Well, people might have picked up on that, maybe, just maybe. Yeah, no, but my experience was, I like, I, I appreciated it. I think if I'd watched it a few years yeah. before, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I did now. I didn't overwhelmingly sure. love it, but some of the Shakespearean language, like it. it you know, the, the film was... And that's the thing about theatre and film. It is easy to read between the lines and the context of the lines. Yeah. Some of them are pretty... You can very clearly understand what you're doing. I think a lot of what Shakespeare does is a lot of double negatives, which gets me. Yeah. So he'll always start a sentence... What do you mean? He'll say, like... Oh, I can't think of a specific line, but he'll say something like... Have, like, have not I faith none, like, which is, like, I don't yeah. have faith, something like that. So he's saying, I have faith, and then he will say, none at all, like... like oh, is Yoda. Sort of, yeah. But, like, he'll say a lot of lines right, that, right. like, you, you're, if you're reading, like, the first few lines, you think you know where it's going, but then right at the end he puts a a sort of thing that negates the sentence, uh, yeah. if that makes sense. So, There's a lot of double entendre yeah. and a lot of, of wordplay. Yeah, like, yeah. Words having two different yeah, meanings yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And and the crazy the crazy thing is like just people who don't understand that even in Shakespeare's time he was writing oh, like, yeah. in elevated that dialogue also. Crazy. You know, like it's kind of yeah. like he wasn't just writing how people talked. Like it's kinda of like if you watch I'm trying to think of a like if you watch like Marriage Story and then you watch like the lighthouse. You know, those both came out in the same year. Yeah. One of them was trying to capture the dialogue of the time. One of them trying to really be impressive. Yeah. And that's like what Shakespeare was going for, which is like mm. important to remember when you're reading his work. Like, he's trying to sound good. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, because pe- people in English class go like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. You know, I. You know, and then <laughs> but there've been people who were actually at his plays watching it who were also going I don't know, I don't yeah. know what the fuck's happening <laughs> like just going I don't know I don't get this I don't it's not me the group of friends that yeah. I saw it with got so into it as we were like running down the fire says like doth have a fire have I and like they were like <laughs> <laughs> knocking on all the doors as you go like a plague a plague in all your houses <laughs> oh I love that uh, but I did I like the way that it ended or started and ended with the um the TV reporter, how she was giving the opening exposition and then the ending, expo- like how it like started, ended, and then the TV like zooming slowly out yeah. as a news reporter because it, it, it sort of was a news story, like the story of Romeo plus Juliet with a... No, tale has more rope. That, it? yeah, that was, I, I, I did yeah. like that. And I was like, she's right. Yeah. No, no tale does have, mm. does have does the have... woe more than <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> right. <laughs> for yeah. lo, she spakes the truth that there are not. Yeah. Sure. Again, English, mate. I can't understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, one one oh, of the things. Right. <laughs> one other thing is, I, I, I remember in year nine or year eight reading *A Merchant of Venice*, oh, and yeah. we, it was this. It, it yeah. came in a book that. It's sort of the first few pages actually wrote... It's sort of like the Wikipedia summary of what happens or synopsis. So you're actually reading the story, 
but it's without the Shakespearean dialogue. So it's not in like a script form or like a theatre form. It's actually like a story. Mm. And I read that. And then oh. I was like, Merchant of Venice was so easy to read. I understood all of it. And then I got yeah. to class and they're like, all right, page yeah. one. And then it was like a full dialogue. And I was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. didn't get it. But yeah, yeah that was my introduction yeah. to Shakespeare. Nice. Yeah, even during the pandemic, like reading with like the International Shakespeare Players Group plug, mm. um, <laughs> we when we did the first one, everyone was reading so slowly and like in British accents and all this stuff. And then by the end, the people who had stuck through and like had gotten used to it were reading it like, like normal, like you would a normal show. Yeah. And it just got better and it got like, I think the first one we did was like four hours long. Oh my God. And it was like, we can't keep doing yeah. these like things that are supposed to be an hour 30 over the course of four hours. Like, we, especially when there's no scene changes, like mm. read yeah. faster people. So. Yeah. It's it's cool. Like the more time you spend with Shakespeare, I think the more you it get makes it. Sense. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I thought it was a weird choice that Baz deliberately wanted everyone to speak with American accents. He wanted that. He thinks, yeah. Did he, did he, he thinks, actually? Yeah, he thinks Shakespeare I, sounds I mean, better with, with American accents. Right. I I think he knew that Leo wasn't going to be good with accents, <laughs> so he was like, "Let's That's just." Not his forte. <laughs> But did I'll he say so... John Leguizamo as Tybalt? So you know. Yeah. <laughs> but did he did he want them to speak American or did he like so he didn't want them to speak their own accents no, or anything he like wanted that? It, he thought that the Shakespearean language sounded better in an American, American. accent. Right. You don't ever hear it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was I was gonna attempt to say something yeah. in American. I was like, nah, doth. No. He thinks you doth protest too, too much. much. Mercy droppeth like heaven Amen. from the rain. Me thinks you doth protest too much. <laughs> are are these American, American accents? Yeah, that was yeah my... I've, I've no idea. I've, oh. I've lost the plot at this point. <laughs> much like Baz Luhrmann did in Romeo plus Juliet. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thou art so sick and tired of thy panties. <laughs> if you, oh man. We, That's Margot oh Robbie's. Margot Robbie's American. Yeah. It's like the, if we, Shakespeare. Yeah, you know people have a line that gets them into character. Lizzie's <laughs> line is, "What is it? I'm not gonna wear any yeah, panties." I'm so sick of and tired, tired of, of wearing, wearing panties. <laughs> so that's the um, that's the line that I Lizzie have... gets into character. Thank you so much. Yeah. I have an Australian sentence to to get me into my Australian. From a, I was in a workshop one time, yeah. and the guy running it was Australian, and he was like showing us like different things with guitar. And he goes, "Or right, if I have a guitar, and Doug has a guitar, and Simon has a guitar, and we all play our guitars at the same time, it doesn't sound good." That was good. That was really good. That was really good. I like that because it's and like thank you, like thank if you. Simon has a guitar, if Doug has a guitar, like. It, nah. it is, it's almost like a song, like, like yeah. just the, Racing if song. Simon has a guitar, Doug has a guitar, I've been told with accents, like, don't make it a big deal that you're doing one, yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, I don't make it a big deal that I'm speaking with an American accent, like, it's just like, it's Yeah, you're there. so casual like, about it. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's, it's not even <laughs> like you're putting it on, Zach, like, it's crazy, you're yeah. doing I'm it like, so I'm well. Mean, hey. Yeah. yeah, you can drop the accent. Exactly. You can actually yeah. use your real voice for this next yeah. part of the podcast if you Baz like. Baz won't mind. Yeah, we, it's all good. Oh, thanks. Thank you, time. <laughs> yeah, bloody cheese, mate. Right, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
bloody I'm stupid. actually an 80 year old man so yeah. <laughs> oh, it could have fooled us yeah. but yeah well, so you, final you. thoughts on the film it mm. sounds like you aren't as anti as you previously stated yeah um, <laughs> yeah I, re-watching it there was a lot that I enjoyed and there was a lot that dragged. Yeah. And so it's it's certainly not as bad as I was remembering. I think it is a very mixed bag. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, it is a movie that, you know, a lot of movies were like, you either love it or you hate it. I think universally, this is one where you kind of go, yeah, I think, maybe. <laughs> I think it leaves you with more questions than when yes. you started the movie, yes. which is kind of cool. Like, And it's fun. Get your friends together and talk about it afterwards to see if you liked it or not. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, upon rewatch, I found myself enjoying it. And I also found myself, you know, in the kitchen making a sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I myself found myself watching the footy halfway through it. So I found myself downstairs with fire trucks around me. It happens. Maybe it's part of the in viewing a unicorn ex- onesie with donuts. Yeah, it's part of the viewing experience. You have it, there has to be an intermission. Like there has to be some sort of way to break it up. Yes. But yeah, no, amazing. Yes. And what were your final Absolutely. thoughts on the movie, Lizzie? I love Baz Luhrmann. I think he's an auteur. I mm. think he has an incredible vision, and he's incredible at bringing together a cast and crew to create something so visually spectacular and i understand that it's dated and that some of it's verbose and ott and just unnecessary a lot of unnecessary shots and also a lot of like way too much emphasis like how cool is this that this is a name of a like all the guns with names of swords and things. I was mm. like, just relax, relax. Oh. Like, we didn't need that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There was a lot of like self-indulgent yeah. use of cinematography and angles and stuff, which you didn't need. But all in all, I love it. <laughs> I love it for what it is. I love it Good. that it is my childhood. I love it that right. it was my first you foray should. into Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio... He's really good looking in this movie. Yeah. So that's my final hot take. <laughs> yeah. I, I just realized I love how we did talk much about Leo himself. <laughs> as I go into my <laughs> as I go into my final thoughts, yeah. I'm gonna have to do a lot of Leo content. A lot of Leo. No, I um I lot, I, lot of Leo. A lot of little Leo. I um <laughs> making Zach choke out his words. That's how you're gonna meet him. That's how you're gonna meet them. Yodeling. 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 <laughs> My final thoughts. Uh, well, it was the first and only time I've ever seen the play. Yeah. Uh, sorry, seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I I know bits of the story before I've, I I ended up acting in a scene from from Romeo plus Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think going into it, you like. I think you two have had different experiences where you like you both watched it at young ages. It resonated with you differently. I can see where you're coming from, Zach, where you say it's a bit cringier, you know, when you view it a bit older. But by the same time, I was going into it heavily going, not really suspending disbelief as much, but going, this is a Shakespeare play. Baz Luhrmann does have a, like, he's an auteur. Yeah. It's going to be over the top. But So I didn't go into it going, oh, that was over the top. That was over the top. I just had that in the mm. back of my mind. So when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, it's a pretty like it's a pretty all right movie. Mm. There were there were bits that stuck out to me. One was there's a shot where like um Claire Danes and Paul Rudd Paul Rudd keeps like looking behind 
to Claire and like looking at the fireworks. Oh yeah. And then there's a scene where he does that, but she's and it's a continuity <laughs> thing, but she's like right next to him, and so you can see him like turn around and then like look and then they're right there and then later on Claire does move back yeah. and then they use the same shot again and it makes a lot more sense but that bit just brought me out of the movie I was like come on Bass oh my gosh but uh, again funny. it's a massive movie but it was just one small bit but that is annoying though yeah I but, think yeah the friends that I was watching it with I think somebody else found another continuity issue yeah yeah but look continuity happens and I think overall I enjoyed the movie I understood most of it <laughs> which is a plus that was solid and yeah no, it, it was good it was um it was a good rendition appropriation of Shakespeare's play Baz Luhrmann did have a spin on it it's always going to be like it, it's a Baz Luhrmann film that's what I'm putting it down to the party like, scene is iconic yeah. I yeah. mean the use of music in that yeah, scene yeah and very much I can see how it was a 90s teen dream like it, it, ju- it just <laughs> yes, it, yes. everything about it was very much MTV MTV exactly yeah yeah, so mm. I I, yeah. I didn't I didn't mind it. I thought it was really good, something different. Guys, go out and watch it if you haven't. Leo's hot in it, um, but he's hotter now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and Claire Dames is fine. Claire, Claire Dames, Dames she's is fine. fine. <laughs> she, she's, she's she's there. Yeah. <laughs> she shows up. <laughs> yeah, I've never been yeah. a huge fan of hers. What else has Claire Dames done? Homeland. Yeah. She was in the original oh. Little Women movie, yes. I think. She was Beth. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now I'm seeing Homeland. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting Homeland yeah. now because my parents watch that because it's a parent type of TV show. No, yeah. and I, no, I don't know. I don't watch it. But, um, but yeah, no, I can see that now. I was like, oh, she looks familiar or something. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch Homeland yeah. and go, wow, a young Juliet. <laughs> oh, sorry, an old Juliet. Amen. I stuffed it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got Benjamin Button's disease. Benjamin yeah, 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 yeah. Classic, classic Benjamin yeah. Button's disease. Uh, well, awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up the podcast. Yeah. Zachary Smith Michaels, thank mm. you so much for coming onto our podcast and dissecting Romeo plus Juliet with us. Me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're yeah. incredible, oh, it, and we value this you. This was a delight. This yeah. was a delight. It's, it's always fun when we get together and we yeah. just talk stuff, which is mainly about Australian accents. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah just, when yeah. I come to, for the live recording in Australia, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll start to pick up the accent a bit yeah. quicker. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend really is always like, can we go to Australia someday? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And now that yeah. I've been invited. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. You're like, that's rude, honey. We haven't been invited. <laughs> yeah. You're like looking at your yeah. girlfriend going, yeah. you're born in a cave? Like, we need to be invited first. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. So anyone in Australia, if you have a couch or something, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, we, I've, got, I've got two. I've got two. I'm, I don't want to say um, that I'm doing well, but I've got two couches. So, yeah. Oh. Pick that's, your poison, that's mate. That's more than I have. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome, Zach. Did you want to plug any of your other podcasts or socials uh, on the podcast? Oh, do I? Do I ever? Yes. Um, I love that. I, <laughs> I, I host two podcasts uh, right now. So uh, they are called, um, is it really? Is the main one, the Rolls Royce of our, as Lizzie calls it, podcasting empire, yes. which is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're we're trying some new things with that show, so now it's kind of a good time to jump on board. We're trying to do to theme our months a little bit better, and um, nice. we're having we're having a lot of fun, you know, exploring new territory. And then there's the other show, which is my baby, Godfellas, where we talk about Christian media, 
through a fair lens. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. And then if you're on Letterboxd, you should follow me there and see what movies I'm watching and reviewing. I'm Smichaels72 on there. So oh, awesome. Yeah, that's and also, you know, support this show, people. <laughs> show, show some love and share this with your friends. And Leo, if you're listening, um, maybe don't reach out just yet because I want to keep listening to this. <laughs> Because Zach wants to, like, he really wants to review Critters 3 with us. So, Leo, I know you're yeah. listening every episode waiting for us to ask you to come onto the show. But just hold out. Like, we'll, we'll get there soon. We'll get there. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. Just wait a little longer, Leo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little longer, Leo. <laughs> little longer, Leo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. We'll, we'll close it out there. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Zach, for coming onto the podcast. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next week, Mm. keep on Leoing. Leoing. (laughs) Leoing. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Wonder if you and I can meet that guy. What's his name? Oh, that's right, it's Leonardo DiCaprio with Lizzie Heath and also with that other guy. I think his name was Sam, I think. The pod.